1: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: Washington Commanders linebacker John Bostick credits his father and a Hall of Fame legend for handing him the blueprint to sustain success in the National Football League. It has led him to a decade of NFL football, and now he is putting that knowledge to work, looking to help the athletes of the future. He's here to talk about it now. On this episode of Locked On Commanders.
3: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Welcome, McMaster fans, of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, credentialed member of the media, covering your Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there or here or on Twitter at dharrison82. Like I said, in the cold open, Washington Commanders linebacker John Bostic is here today to help uh, kind of release the early information on a project that is a decade or so in the making. For him personally, I'm going to let him speak to you about it. But first, we are going to talk about Commanders football, beginning with the newest acquisition into the franchise, offensive coordinator and assistant head coach, Eric Bieniemy, Joining us here on the Locked On Commanders podcast now, John Bostick, 10-year NFL linebacker, second-round pick from the 2013 NFL draft by the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, the last remaining linebacker from that class on an active roster at the beginning of the 2022 NFL season. Spent the last four years here in Washington, uh, with us and and John, we greatly appreciate you taking some time out to talk to us. There's obviously a lot going on around the team uh, right now, both within the football operations and, of course, holistically looking at the overall structure of the organization. But think we need to start with what I think is the biggest storyline, maybe the most impactful storyline to what's going to happen on the field next season. Uh, and even though you're a defensive player, how do you think that the change from offensive coordinator Scott Turner to offensive coordinator and assistant head coach Eric Bieniemy really could be?
0: Uh, it's going to be interesting um obviously uh you know i played against andy Reid a bunch of my career you know i know you know what he's you know put out you know staff wise uh and his coaching tree um you know his his coaching tree has had a huge effect on on football it's like when you look at you know his background and you know the west coast you know portion of it and uh you know different coaches that have evolved you know from under him uh there's been a lot of success around the league and so you know, obviously, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how, you know, our offense takes that next step and they progress, you know, coming up this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned playing against the Andy Reid offense and Eric Bieniemy' his offense, Kansas City Chiefs, you guys played in the preseason uh, prior to 2022's regular season. Is there anything that, you know, looking back on that game, I know it was a while ago now, there's been a lot of football since then. And even preseason, typically, I think what the, 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 the stereotype is what we see, like 10 percent of the offense. Uh, typically, in a lot of these games, there's not a whole lot of game playing. But is there anything that kind of stood out that you can look back on and say, you know what? Like we have the dudes that can do what they tried to do in that game.
0: Um, you know, see, see, this is the thing. You know, a lot of people they they see an offense and it's like, well, we're just going to bring the whole offense over. You know, yeah. we've got they've got pieces we don't have. We got pieces that they don't have. And so it's about playing to your your guy's strengths. And I think if you know he can come in and put his spin on it. And, you know, we play to, you know, our guy's strength, we can have success, you know, because we do have some weapons. We have some guys um, that, you know, can go, um, you know, get guys that can make plays in space. We've got guys that can, you know, take people, you know, over the top. We've got guys that, you know, are mismatched nightmares. So uh, to be able to make sure we're putting those guys in, in the right place and allowing them to go make their plays. And we've got a guy that can get the ball to them is all going to be important and you know obviously keeping the you know the the quarterback upright and, and running the football um you know it's, it's got to start up front that's i think that's where the main part about it is like you look at you know we where we've had success you know throughout the the last couple of years you look at the last year you know we went to the playoffs you know what we did well that year we ran a ball and played good defense you know so absolutely vision as you know the the year gets you know later on like the weather's not always great you know you really only got you know one you know indoor game down in Dallas and outside of that you're you're playing in the conditions you know so it's like when you're playing in those conditions you have to be able to run the football you have to be able to you know protect the football um and and control the clock and play good defense um because it's it's going to be certain games where you have to do that you're not just going to be able to just line up and you know throw the ball all over the place um it's just the where we're at in in the northeast like you know we don't get the luxury, you know, weather that, you know, some, some other states might get.
2: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know all about that luxury weather, you know, play, playing for the Florida Gators, you're in Florida. I think you're in Florida right now, aren't you? Um, Obviously, you've carved out a very impressive NFL career. So so what you say, I mean, and we we all do that. I mean, we're guilty of it here too on Lockdown Commanders. Like, who's the Travis Kelsey? Who's the Isaiah Pacheco? Like, who's this guy? You know what I mean? So we're all guilty. But I think, Uh, The the biggest thing you point out and and you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they lose Tyree Kill and and, and a lot of ways have a better offense without Tyree Kill, which is uh, amazing in and of itself. So certainly, uh, obviously, some very, very valid points there. You've had an an impressive career, Uh, the staying power alone uh, to to play in the NFL this long when so many people, uh, you know, unfortunately can't make it that long, either from talent, sometimes work ethic, but also injuries uh, and health. When you think back to 2013, coming out of Florida Share with the viewers and listeners because right now there's a lot of guys kind of going through that experience. What is it like for an NFL prospect as they're going through this process of being uh, honestly maybe even over-evaluated, right, and taking that leap from college to the league?
0: Um, It's, it's definitely an interesting process, uh, you know, because regardless of where you get drafted, you still got to go in and make a team. Um, and you got to understand, like, during that time, the, the league was a little bit different. You know, it wasn't as young as it is now. Um, you know, so – now, like everybody's like very, very, very young, like in the lead. It's just the way the game has kind of, you know, moved and and, and, and gone. Um, but it's like when when you go back and you look at that year, um, you know, it was, the process was a lot of much the same, like when my dad came out, you know, in, in the 80s and, you know, and, you know, he played for the Detroit Lions, you know, back in the day. And, and so to be able to, uh, you know, kind of get a lot of those things uh that he told me, you know, we're going to happen like, Hey, you know, the combine is usually how this works. And yeah, this is how that works. You know, I mean, going back even, you know, uh, you know, I call him coach little, like, you know, he was my coach as well, but, you know, Larry little is one of my mentors and, you know, so being able to kind of, you know, receive, you know, guidance, you know, from, from guys that have been there and done it. um, And, you know, this is somewhere, you know, I want to be able to, you know, make a name in and, you know, be able to play here, you know, for a long time and, you know, take care of my family and everything. Uh, there were a lot of things that I I was able to take to it, but it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a lot of people think it's, it's the hardest thing is making it to the NFL, but it's really actually, you know, staying in the NFL. That's, that's what it's really about. Um, because every, every day they're trying to replace you every day. They're, they're they're looking for somebody younger, cheaper, you know, and, 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 you know, faster, you know, whatever that Mm -hmm. is. Um, so to be able to, you know, take a lot of those things that I was. You know, you know, gifted from, you know, whether it's, uh, um, you know, different points that, that helped a lot of these, you know, uh, veterans, you know, and, and throughout their career, those things really would help me. Cause like when I walked into my locker room, when I walked into my, you know, my team meeting room, um, you know, I had Lance Briggs, I had James Anderson, you know, I had DJ Williams, I had Blake Costanzo, like, um, I had veterans that had been in the lead for a while that was able to show me the right way. Like they were like, yeah. look, listen, like, you know, young buck, like if this is something you want to do and you want to be here a long time. This is how you're going to go about it. You know, on Mondays when we get done, this is what we do on Tuesdays. We do this, you know, Wednesday when we start our work week, we're we're progressing like this throughout the week. You know, Sunday is is, is the test, you know, and, and it's like uh, I came from a program, you know, down at the University of Florida where they ran it like an NFL program. You know, you had Quinn that was down there as my defensive coordinator. You had Muschamp that was down there, you know, helping call the plays on defense, which was the head coach at the time. You had, you know, T Rob, you had DJ Durkin and these guys um that have coached at that level before and have played at that level before. So it's like, you know, when you've got guys that have, you know, even coached uh Brian Young, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the you know, 49ers, that was our defensive line coach, you know, along with yeah. Dan. Like, so we we understood what it was going to take for us to not only make it, you know, to the next level, but to stay at this next level and play at a high level. You know, we weren't just running it like it was a, you know, college program and, you know, we're just going to graduate and be done with it. You know, it came in and they asked that question. It was like, you know, like do you guys really want to make it to the next level? And, you know, when they saw the raise of hands, it was like, okay, this is simple. We understand how to put this plan together and how, you know, to execute this plan, you know, going forward. And that's why like when I got to the NFL, like, um, I was able to have a lot of success. I was able to stay in it as long as you know I have, and you know to still be in it, um, it is a testament to all of that.
2: Much more with John coming up here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, and today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all the fat and the calories, and you've got to try a Built Bar with Built. Healthy is actually tasty, and they're so delicious you're not even going to think that they're good for you. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie, all while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, while popping a whopping 17 grams of protein. For years, we've been telling you to get your Built Bars in the mail through Built.com, but now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs in the pharmacy section of your local Walmart. Or you can get yourself a 13-bar box of brownie batter and churro in your local Sam's Club. Of course, you can still go online if you want to and find amazing flavors at Built.com, like the Gluten-Free Brownie Batter Puff or the all-new Mint Brownie Puff that I just learned about before we went live here on this recording. Whatever your preference is, grab yourself a Built bar Absolutely. And you're you're taking that's why that's why we're here today. Um, one of the big things that you've been working on and, and you're taking that blueprint, you're taking all that information and guidance that you've gotten and you're trying to pass that on to the next generation. Speaking of athletic uh, uh, preparation, holistically, mentally and physically. Right. You've been working on something big. We're finally now to the point where you're ready and, and we can release this to the public and talk about it openly, openly. So tell us about Wellington Sports Academy uh, and within that, the Bostic Sports Performance Gym.
0: Um. You know, so it is, it is, uh, something I've been working on for, for quite some time. You know, I've been, you know, very, very quiet about it. Um, you know, on paper, you know, I've probably, you know, been working on just this whole piece of it that, you know, we're, we're releasing, uh, about two years, two and a half years, something like that. Um, you know, we were working on this through COVID and, you know, all this stuff. So, uh, I mean, even there's, during season, you know, we finished, you know, meetings on Monday, you know, on Zoom or whatever it is. And, you know, then I jump on another Zoom call, you know, with, you know, my lawyers and, you know, we're going through stuff and, you know, other people that needed to, you know, get involved to be able to make something like this happen. But, you know, it's a special, you know, project that, you know, I've been putting together for quite some time. Like I said, it's been two, two and a half years on paper, but like the whole plan like itself is, you know, really been about nine and a half getting ready to go on 10 years that I've been putting it together you know, really it was just about finding the right location, you know, for something like this. Um, And, you know, we were able to find the perfect location down in South Florida, you know, we're in the heart of everything. Um, You know, this will be the biggest training facility in uh, the state of Florida and one of the biggest in the country. Um, You know, so we're, we're excited to, you know, be able to announce that um, and just, you know, all the different pieces of it, you know, so yeah, it is going to, it's going to be a sports Academy. It's going to be something um, that, you know, we've blended uh, a couple different models together so this model will be the first of its kind in the country and how we built it. Um, you know, and that's, I think that's what's going to make it, you know, truly special and what's really going to take it over the top or, you know, the people that we're going to have in the building that are going to be working, you know, with these kids and, um, you know, parents and, you know, professional athletes that are going to be coming through there. Um, yeah. because it's a state of the art facility. It's a $38 million facility. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, you know, it's going to, you know, we're going to host a lot of tournaments and stuff that are down there. We've got, you know, seven full indoor basketball courts. We got thirteen full indoor volleyball courts. Uh, you know, there's a, um, a membership-based gym in there. That's about fifteen thousand square feet. I mean, you have got a whole performance-based gym in there that are you know is going to power all the different academies and um, you know travel clubs that are that are running out of that uh, facility. Um, you know, we got an orthopedic and you know slash physical therapy office that's going to be in there. There's a chiropractic office, a cheerleading gym, full cafe. Um, you know, and then it's like, you look at outside, there's a full baseball and full softball field and a full multi-purpose field. All those fields are turf. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be able to do a lot for these kids down, you know, in the South Florida area. Um, because you know, uh, there's going to be a place for them to go and they're going to be able to have all the resources that they can only dream of. They're going to be able to have the coaching that they can dream of, but also the guidance that's going to come along with this. Like the people that these kids are going to see inside the building, these are people that have been there and still doing it or Mm. they've been there and done it. So they, you know, we understand what it's going to take, you know, for these kids to be able to get to where they, they dream of. Like we have the blueprint we're here, you know, or we've been there. So now it's like being able to take that blueprint and passing it down to the next generation um, and allowing more of these kids to get to to college. Um, Because especially I'll say in this area, there should be so many more that are making it out and, and uh, you know, getting to the next level, but, you know, sometimes they may slip through a crack just because, Hey, um, maybe wasn't, you know, in the right scheme schematically, like for, for me or certain schools that, you know, I was, may have been interested in, um, maybe I wasn't up to that caliber, you know, where I needed to be at that point in my career, you know, or, you know, it, because I just didn't get the the foundation that I needed, you know, in, in elementary and middle school. So when I got to high school, I was a little bit behind, I was trying to play catch up. You know, and then sometimes it ends up being too late, you know, so to be able to grab these kids from the time they're four or five years old and have them, you know, in the same, uh, you know, program with the same coaches, you know, running the the same scheme, you know, all the way, you know, throughout is only going to help these kids grow and develop. And it's going to help put more of these kids, you know, into college because that's what the whole goal is. And it's like how I kind of put this whole thing together and really kind of thought about it. It's like, you know, a lot of, you know, just professional athletes in general, you know, they have their, you know, camps in their local hometowns and they give back to the kids, which is all great. You know, I, I love those yep. types because, you know, I love doing that with kids. Um, but the reason I've never done one, you know, cause I wanted to put something like this that was together was because I have a camp, you know, it's, I'm affecting that kid's life, you know, for one day out of 365 days in a year. Mm-hmm. Like what about the other 364 days? Like am i saying those kids don't matter on those days or or what? And so yeah. that's where this whole process came in. It was like, how can I be a part of these kids' lives for 365 days out the year? How can I affect these these kids' lives and affect these kids for generations, you know, going forward? You know, because the same lessons that they're being taught in here, the same guidance that they're receiving inside this building is going to be the same things that they're going to be teaching to, you know, their teammates in college, the same thing they're going to be teaching, you know, to their kids when they eventually have kids. So this is something that It's going to go on, you know, for generations and being able to touch kids for generations that, you know, we may never even meet. So uh, I think that's what really makes this whole thing really special is because we're going to be able to touch so many kids from so many different walks of life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's an impressive undertaking. I mean, you mentioned thirty eight million dollars. Uh, facility and and the intent, right, is is in my previous career, we call it cradle to the grave. And the grave is not your dying. The grave is like you're graduating to the next level. But, I mean, you talk about just training. Like if you need physical training, you're working out. It's there. Skill uh, skill development is there. Nutrition resources are there. The holistic, working on the brain, working on the mind and the mentality. And you kind of talked about it. You're not just developing players. You're developing leaders. 17.2 acres uh, of land in, in Wellington, Florida. I mean, it's it certainly – uh, sounds impressive. You've you shared some of the mockups with me. It looks absolutely impressive, and, and I think it's a great undertaking. You Talk about some of the inspiration uh, behind it, and, and I think that th- those inspirations are, are well placed. But you also mentioned some of the people that are involved in this uh, with you. Can you can you share some of those some of those other people? Because I think when when you first shared this with me, John, like you you know obviously I'm thinking, okay, this is a football training facility. And you're like, no, there's gonna be more sports. We'll go. Okay, baseball, basketball, then you go into softball and cheerleading is really kind of. OK, so you like genuinely are trying to reach out to the athlete, not the football player, not the basketball player. You're looking to reach out to the athlete. If you're an athlete, uh, this is this is who this is for. So who are some of those other athletes that are involved in
0: this project? with you? So, you know, it is definitely uh, uh, as as we go, there's going to be, you know, a much. There's going to be a lot of names that we're going to announce like a, as we're going and and, you know, throughout it. Um, mm-hmm. But as you said, it's going to be. A huge facility. It's not something I'm going to be able to, you know, uh, you know, just do by myself. And I think there's a lot of guys that and and girls as well that want to still be around their respective sport. You know, we we've got some girls that are still, you know, playing professionally in their respective sport, and they're going to be coming, you know, to the table to make this special. They're going to be actually not, you know, just coming and running clinics, but you know, they're going to be, you know, running our different academies. You know, from you know their different sports, they're going to be coaching our national teams. They're going to be going all over the country and playing, um, you know, because they, they still want to be around it. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's fun and it allows them to be able to get back to the next generation as well. Um, but it's like, it's, it's more than just, uh, a, a, you know, as much as, you know, a lot of people probably think is, you know, it's just going to be just a football training center center because I play, you know, football, but it's, that's right. far from the truth as, as it can be. Um, you know, we, we, we understand, um, at this facility, um, not every kid coming in there is going to be, you know, professional athlete or maybe a division one athlete. So Mm -hmm. when we start talking about the guidance aspect of helping more of these kids get to college and, you Mm -hmm. know, um, you know, and helping them understand there's different levels that we play. Hey, you might not be a division athlete, division one athlete, but you can play division two ball. You can play division three, you know, or, Hey, you might be a division two football player. But, you know, hey, you're a ninth grader, maybe 10th grader, whatever it is. But if we move you over to the baseball diamond, you might be, you know, a power five guy might be totally different. It's yeah. so, kind of the approach that we're taking, you know, with a lot of these kids that like, because we want we want more of these kids to to start looking at different options. Because from a lot of the the like you look at basketball players, especially down here in, in the South Florida area, we got some great basketball players. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but some of the basketball players that we have in the area are only six, two, six, three. You know there's not really too many six, two six three you know guys you know coming out of you know this area or just in general because basketball players tend to to be longer, they tend to be taller. Um, right. And you know if you're playing the four or the five uh, you know at your school like at six two six three really realistically you need to be a guard and right. and so getting with these kids and helping these kids understand like this is how this process really works is is truly you know important i mean um you know as as we go like i said you know we're going to announce more of the the girls names um that are going to be coming to the table we're going to announce you know some of the guys that are going to be coming in and you know with our our golf academy that's going to be coming there i think that's going to be a special person um as well we've had a conversation you know probably with last year and a half we've talked you know multiple times um you know they 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 definitely want to do something like this because the kids need it. The kids need all of this stuff, you know. Um, you know, the guys that you know I can say, you know, that I've you know obviously been going through this process, you know, with right now. Um, you know, like Devin Travis. Devin Travis is a is a guy that's gonna be, you know, heading our baseball academy. Um, and you know, Devin and I, you know, play baseball and basketball in middle school and high school together. Um, so we're you know, it's one of my best friends. Um, you know, so uh went to the same high school graduated the same year he unfortunately went to Florida state um you know <laughs> made made a made a tough decision to get, you know go up there hey
2: kudos to you that you still like your best friend though right i mean i think that that's that's stand up that's stand up of you i think
0: yeah and then uh you know patrick o'donnell is going to be huge in this as well um you know he's the punter for the green bay packers um mm-hmm. you know pat and i you know went to high school played together in high school um you know funny story uh before Pat took over the punting job. Pat used to play linebacker. All right, and I was still playing in the secondary, and I was the punter.
2: Oh, nice. Okay, it
0: didn't last long, but you know, I, I don't know why they decided to put me back there. It was a uh, uh, after practice one time, and a coach decided on me, and I'm like, I didn't even try out for this, but you know it. It uh, we ended up moving Pat back there, and you know the rest was history. And you know uh, Pat finished up year nine. We actually, so I got drafted 2013 to Chicago. And uh, it was crazy because I told Pat like before, Pat, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, this, this, and that. And I was like, look, like being in Chicago, like we need big strong leg kickers. I was like, don't be surprised. Like if we draft you, he's not nah, kickers and punters really don't get drafted. Okay, Pat. And I was like, you know, what do I know? Next thing you know, 2014, Pat ends up getting drafted to Chicago. So, you, you know, we go. played together there, you know, played together in high school, would have loved to play together in college as well. But, you know, these, these are, you know, guys that are, are, you know, live in the community um, that are going to be huge, you know, with this project as well, you know, uh, one of my best friends, uh, as well that I played college ball with, um, he played in the NFL, you know, with Jacksonville played in Washington for a little bit. Um, Josh Evans, um, you know, he's coming, he's going to be doing some things, uh, you know, from behind the scenes, uh, strategically to, to keep this whole thing running. Like I said, just as we keep going, we're going to keep, you know, releasing those names, you know, for, especially, I, th- I think everybody's going to really be excited when they, especially the the women's side of the sports. They're going to be mm-hmm. really excited to see some of these women that are coming to the table to, to really make this project, you know, very special um, because they, they want to get back to you know, to the next generation just as much as we do. So what's the
2: next step for Washington Commanders linebacker, John Bostic and the Wellington Academy. We let him tell you himself coming up next on today's episode of locked on commanders.
3: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage, this off season, If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, really, you know, again, this is a project long in in the development on paper and, and the mental side of it and building it and everything, but still almost kind of like a new beginning, uh, still very, very much in the infancy of it as well. When are you looking to break ground on the Wellington Sports Academy, and when do you hope to have kind of the first batch of
0: athletes in there to get uh, get some good holistic training in? Um, so we'll have uh, – uh, we've already started architectural plans. Um, we're going to break ground late July, maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, it'll be right before we go to training camp, um, you know, because I know a lot of the guys that, you know, uh, you know are still playing um mm-hmm. it's kind of that sweet spot in between you know getting some of the the softball girls and stuff that are that'll be involved uh getting them down because this will be right before they take off um and then you know we may have to move it to a little bit early in july but it'll be sometime in july that we we break ground um but uh this will be up august 1st 2024 um you're we pushing to get it open a little bit earlier um yeah. but You know we'll we'll be starting there like we're starting with um you know 12 different you know sports right off the back um you know which is going to be huge and we plan to grow that number a little bit um but you know we'll have different obviously different age groups you know for every you know you know club that we're going to be having under there and then um you know our our baseball academy you know a true it'll be a true academy you know where these kids are coming in you know they'll be enrolled in florida virtual school um, they'll, you know, or their take the homeschool route will eventually grow to where we'll actually have the school actually in house, um, you know, kids, which is going to be huge. Um, because, uh, the people that we're going to have in, like, this is, this is going to allow them to put their best foot forward. You know, when they're, when you're talking about, you know, coming in, you know, for, you know, five, six hours a day and being treated like collegiate professional athlete, you know, from, you know, ninth grade, um, it's gonna really you, they're gonna see how many more hours they're gonna be able to put in towards their respective sport. That's gonna allow them to be a step ahead of everybody else in their class. And that's, like I said, the the most important part about this is getting more of these kids to college. We have to absolutely, absolutely. So, not I mean,
2: developing athletes it's like the bottom floor of this thing, right? That's like the bottom floor of this project. Beyond that, developing leaders and more importantly, developing successful human beings. You've been successful. You're a father. An NFL Hall of Famer, a coach, also handed you that blueprint. Now you're passing that on, and I applaud you for it. Washington Commanders linebacker John Bostic, founder of Wellington Sports Academy, soon to be the largest, largest athletic training facility in Florida, one of the largest in the country, and perhaps the most well-rounded, most holistic training facility uh, for any young athlete in the country. Uh, John, congratulations on on getting to this point of this project as well. I'm, I'm super excited for you, uh, and, of course, we look forward to helping you along the process as we can get the word out and and spread that word, but also supporting you uh, in your ventures as well. Appreciate you. Thank you. A big shout out once again to Washington Commanders linebacker, John Bostic, not just for joining the show, but for taking this venture on and uh, trying to build something that's going to impact generations and generations of future athletes uh, as they come through the Wellington sports cabinet. Can't wait to see that project get off the ground from in in a physical Aspect already well off the ground, but from a physical brick and mortar aspect, can't wait to see the developments of that. Uh, and we can't wait to see what's going to happen on Monday, starting Monday. Legal tampering begins in the National Football League. We will be here. We'll have cover, we will have a we will have a mock draft Monday episode dropping Monday morning for you, and then we'll be with you all through the madness that is about to ensue. We hope that you come back and join us here for that, just like you did today. Thanks again for making the lockdown commanders podcast. First, listen or your first watch of the day. If you want to get more prepared for the upcoming NFL draft, make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you your podcasts and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast. Network your team every day. If you wanted to get in on the conversation, drop a comment, uh, drop a topic idea, drop a question, whatever you want. Hit them, hit them, drop them in the uh, comments here on YouTube or hit me up in the DMs on Twitter at L.O. Commanders or at harrison 82 Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Find me there here or again on Twitter at harrison 82 Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time right here for the next episode of Locked on Commanders.
3: Hey, Prime members.